Welcome to On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of On Time in Full, a podcast brought to you by Design Conveyor Systems. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the program. We're thrilled to have you along with us. Today, we're going to be discussing modular conveyor systems. So we're going to talk about what they are, pros and cons, and the benefits that they can provide for end customers. So joining me today to provide their expert uh, analysis and insights on the topic, we have Todd Jones, VP of Project Delivery at DCS. Todd, welcome. Thank you, Tyler. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you on today, Todd. And we're also excited to be joined by Meg Smith, the Vice President of Engineering at DCS. Meg, welcome. Thanks, Tyler. Looking forward to talking today. Absolutely. I'm I'm thrilled to have both of you on the show to give us some insights into this topic uh, of modular conveyor systems. And so to kick us off today, uh, some people out in the audience might not be familiar with what a modular conveyor system is and and how they work. So uh, give us some some insight into that and, and give us a little introduction. Sure, Tyler. So a modular conveyor system is a complete conveyor system designed to transport a variety of product, but the trick is that it's put together from a very few basic building blocks of conveyors. So these building blocks are, say, uh, straight sections, curves, um, merges and diverts, lift gates, um, there's herringbone sections, but these building blocks, they ship to your site uh, pre-wired for controls, uh, completely assembled. You may have to unfold some legs. Most of the time, they're on casters. So you literally unload them from the trailer, uh, roll them into place, plug them into each other. Um, they run off 120-volt uh, power. So from an electrical standpoint, um, you have periodic power drops from the ceiling. And... Uh, once they're powered and they're plugged into each other, you, you're good to go. So it's just a, a very modular uh, type of system made up with lots of little standard pieces of conveyor blocks. Meg, this this might be a bad comparison, and if so, please let me know. But I loved like the Hot Wheels tracks when I was a kid, right? And you got all the pieces and kind of put them together and built a track. Is it fair to think of it as like a conveyor system that kind of operates somewhat similarly? Very, very similar uh, to that. So some people like to call them Legos, um, any yeah. of those kind of modular toys that you had as a child. Very, very similar because these pieces are all designed to connect to each other in just various configurations. Um, so, you know, kind of if you can dream it, you can you can build it with these pieces. I like that. I like that a lot. So we're seeing a lot of interest and kind of a surge in interest in these design in these um, these modular conveyor systems right now. Why is that? Are there market forces that are kind of driving this this interest and this demand? Yeah, that's a great question, Tyler. Um, and a few of our colleagues that have been with you on this show previously have touched on supply chain issues and how companies are using different technologies to get around those supply chain issues. So. I think that many of our clients and end users are, are running into long lead times. They're running into, um, uh, if it's not long lead times, maybe it's an extremely high cost because certain components, certain pieces that they normally use are just uh, really expensive because they're high in demand and there's just not many of them. So since their, their normal, fully customizable systems are taking so long um, from order to delivery to site, um, they're turning to these modular conveyor systems. So I, I think that's a big part of what's driving the demand. So Todd, you, you heard Meg mention um, you know, the supply chain issues, like we've talked about on, on previous podcasts. How 
how do these modular systems help mitigate some of those supply chain issues that we're seeing in the market? And Tyler, the, um, as Meg said, these are fairly simple systems. They're, there's not a lot of sophisticated electronics, which is the primary driver of supply chain issues today. So if you eliminate that, you're going to have a, um, a, need, a less um, issue with supply chain. Another thing is, is that they come in standard lengths and sizes. So you don't have to order these to make. These are, can be off-the-shelf kind of items that you buy. The manufacturers can produce and stock these items with less risk, and so they're available, um, readily available. Um, another, another one is, and, and people don't always talk about this a lot, but is it's finding the skilled labor. Um, you hear all the time that there's not a lot of uh, skilled labor in the market. These systems are simple. They can be installed with less skilled labor uh, more quickly and um uh, once you've done it once or twice, they can repeat that fairly quickly. And then finally, these you know, the modular systems are easy to set up and use and disassemble. And what that means is that um, if, if a customer's permanent solution is delayed due to whatever supply chain issues, um, these systems can be installed temporarily, easily disassembled um, when their um, permanent solution does arrive. That's really interesting. So, so this can be a, a temporary stopgap uh, while you wait for a more permanent solution. I think that's a really interesting use case. And, and I'm curious, Meg, is that something that you're seeing more and more often these days? You know, we're honestly seeing both, Tyler. Um, mm-hmm. People are certainly turning to this um, as a temporary solution. Um, for example, uh, we're working with some some end users right now that we're we're just in the process of designing their permanent system. Well, if we're just designing it now, it's certainly not going to be ready for us to install, you know, early next year. So we're working with them to provide them a modular conveyor system that would go live, say, in maybe April of next year. Um, we'll design it in a way that it doesn't get in the footprint of their permanent system. So then when the, you know, the, the long-term system does arrive on site, we can install that system around their temporary operation. Uh, and then, you know, once it's up and running and tested, we can take down that temporary solution and, and they can, you know, keep it as, um, you know, a backup for, you know, in their same warehouse or, you know, they could choose to redeploy it somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's that's really well put and really interesting. So, Meg, walk us through some of the the pros of utilizing a modular conveyor system, um, and, and then we'll we'll eventually get around to to talking about some of the cons. But we, we've talked about some of the pros already. But run us down a list of some of the pros in your mind of utilizing one of these systems. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, one of them is is one of the first is that they're cost effective. These mm-hmm. are standard components. They are not customized, made to order. So they're already engineered, they're already designed. Um, you know, manufacturers can set up a production line and, and hammer out hundreds or thousands of these at once. So they gain a lot of efficiencies uh, in the production of them. So cost-effective has is, is gotta be up there right at the top. Um, they're flexible and fast. Um, flexible in that they're, they're pieces, they're Legos, like we've talked about. You can um, design them and configure them one way, and then you can swap them around, um, move them to a different building, shorten them, lengthen them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. Um, fast, meaning just fast to, to, to your site. So from, you know, since they're often stocked um, with the OEMs, you know, you place an order for the components and, and you're looking at a few weeks of lead time versus a few months or, or even longer in some cases. 
they use uh, 120 volt power. Like you don't have to mess with, uh, with, with uh, high voltage here. You don't have to have any of the special considerations needed. So, so that's a huge plus, uh, like Todd mentioned with the ease of installation earlier, uh, earlier on, you know, your, your electrical skill needed to install these and the safety precautions needed to take are, are much lower. Um, these are easy to integrate. Um, it can be its own system, or you can have it as kind of a connecting piece between uh, between uh, systems that you may already have uh, in, in your warehouse or facility. Um, Todd, uh, what am I missing here? Anything else? Yeah, don't forget about they're the really easy reconfigurable. So you can um, you know change the use of these. You can move them from one area in your warehouse to another. You can also disassemble it and take it and move it to a different warehouse um, if you have that need. So these are um, very easily reconfigurable. And basically, they just let you do more with less. These systems don't, um, they're not sophisticated. They will, they'll, uh, they come up quickly, they'll go down quickly. Yeah. That's a really interesting point because I can think of, uh, of different facilities and different people who maybe depending on what time of the year it is might have different needs in different parts of their facility, right? So that reconfigurability really gives people that flexibility to maybe maneuver these systems to where they're going to have the most benefit at any given time, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's I, I think, a, a huge plus that that is really good. I'm glad you mentioned that, Todd. I think that's really important to, to, to mention and to point out. So, uh, Todd, you have the job now of giving us some of the cons. Now, there might not be many uh, after we ran through the pros, but but tell us maybe uh, some, some of the cons here uh, on, on the downside of things. So there are, there are a few. Like I said, for the intended purpose, there's really not a ton of cons, but um, generally speaking, less automation means that you're going to have more people or more headcount in the facility. So without a lot of high-speed conveyor or sorters, that means you're going to have people doing that kind of work. Um, another another one is is that it is if, if you are truly using this just as a temporary stopgap while your permanent solution comes in, and you can't find any other use for it after after your permanent solution does come in. Um, then then you've kind of got sunk cost with this system. You'll have to uh, break it down and store it. Um, and either resell it or, or um, um, you know, it'll just stay in storage. Anything I'm forgetting, Meg? Uh, I, I think you covered most of it, Todd. Um, you know, just these are these are simple systems. They have a max speed of around 120 feet per minute. Um, like Todd said, there's 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 no real sortation. I mean, you have some simple merges, some simple diverts, but but in the end, they are simple systems. So they're not going to change the world. But if you need product to get from point A to point B, um, from one operator station to another so that someone can do a, a perform a function on your product and then send it on to the next one. These, these are great. So they're, they're, you know, basic transportation systems. Um, but, but I think that's where some of their beauty is. It's, it's in their simplicity. If, if you, if you need that fully custom automated high speed system, this is not it. Um, but, but it's got a whole lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't need that. Yeah, that's that's a great point. You know, there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of value provided in simplicity these days, and I think that's a really good way to put it. And so, um, Meg, talk us through some of the the values provided uh, through these systems for end customers, if you would. Uh, start us off just um, by explaining what this looks like for end customers. Yeah. So for the end user, 
Um, I think one of their biggest benefits is it's a fast reconfiguration um, or, or these systems offer a, uh, the ability to, to quickly reconfigure your operation. So, um, you know, by design, the modular sections are easy to set up, um, disconnect. They're, like I said, they're on casters most of the time, so you can roll them around and, and, and put them wherever you need to. Um, so it, it just really helps you to um, make your operation as efficient as it possibly can be um, and, and this really comes to play into if you have uh, changing operational needs throughout the year, you can reconfigure your system. If you have an account that, that maybe, you know, one account needs a certain operation, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but, but your account, you know, for the second half of the week needs a slightly different operation. Like you can, you can set these up so that, you know, with minimal, minimal changes, you can, you can provide that efficiency for your operations team. Um, without too much, you know, heartache and, and headache on your maintenance crew for, for, you know, kind of reconfiguring this. So um, the modularity offers the ability to create different setups for various suppliers, shippers, and, and, and product types. And um, I, I think that flexibility and fast reconfiguration are, are some of the huge benefits that our customers see. Uh, Todd, Todd well, what else have you noticed? You know, there is a um, it's got reduced investment through portability. And what that means is that it's because it's so such a simple configuration um, that, you know, the conveyor can be easily moved between facilities. What this does is it maximizes usage efficiency and reduces your infrastructure spend by eliminating the need to have a full-fledged system. Um, for example, um, if you have like one facility that has a back-to-school surge, um, you can take this system, move it there, set it up, and handle that entire surge for that time period. You may have another facility that has a Christmas surge. So when that back to school is done, you, you disassemble it, pack it up, ship it to the other facility, and it's there to handle your Christmas surge. So these are, instead of putting in, um, you know, very expensive systems to, um, handle, uh, surges, these help you, um, um, meet that need. Yeah, I think those are those are excellent excellent points. Now, it's it's not every day that I have a a VP of project delivery and VP of engineering on the same podcast, and so uh, I'm going to take that opportunity to ask, what are some advantages for project management and for engineering? Uh, Meg, let me kick this to you first. Yeah, so from an engineering standpoint. Um, having a limited number of building blocks to create your system from means there's not too many choices to bog an engineer down during design. No one can get super fancy here, um, which in, in some cases is a good thing. It, it's, it's, it's less work. It's less hours, um, you know, less churn on the team. They can take your blocks, put them together, um, and, and, you know, you're good to go. Um, then kind of from a from a drawing standpoint, you know, because another another big part of what an engineer does in our industry is communicates the installation details um, to, to that team. So from an installation drawing standpoint, with each section being, you know, very basic with, you know, very few add ons um, means that having a good layout drawing with with some a few dimensions is usually all you need for installation. So um, kind of to summarize, it's it's. It's much less of an engineering uh, burden to, to put together one of these systems and have it ready for, for your installers to, uh, to put it all together. 
Also, don't forget about permitting. Um, oh, that is a good one, Todd. Yeah. 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 Permitting is can take a long time. It can be very expensive. Most of these um, jurisdictions don't require these systems to be permitted. So um, you can bring them in, set them up, tear them down without having any uh, permitting um, involved. Yeah, also, yeah, because they're sorry, sorry, Todd. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not permanent systems. They're on casters, you know, so they don't consider them, uh, you know, a permanent equipment installation, which is which is kind of how you you get around that having that that permit and and sometimes even fire suppression installed underneath or around them. Exactly. Yep. Um, they're also um, easily to install, so their repeatable installation makes it really efficient. So. Once you've done, once you put together the Legos once, you can do this again and again, and um, it gets easier with less qualified folks to do this. Um, also, um, the, you know, the other, only other point there is, is that um, there, there's spare parts are probably, um, um, you, know, you don't need as many spare parts, and that the spare parts can go across a lot of different areas. Yep, because these these pieces of equipment are standard and already designed, you know, there's also no waiting on a fully customized system to be designed in order to produce a spare parts list. That's it's causing a lot of heartache right now. You know, once the system's designed, your, your, your spare parts are 16, 20, I, I even heard 35 to 40 weeks out for some parts. So, um, you know, with these standard components, we know the spares already, they can be ordered um, you know, at the same time equipment's ordered and you don't have those maintenance concerns when you go to start your system up. Excellent, excellent stuff. Well, as we begin to wrap up this episode, I want to uh, to give people something to to walk away with, maybe some key takeaways. One of the things that you want people to know uh, after they listen to this episode. And so, Meg, let's let's start with you. What do you hope people walk away with from this episode and understand about modular conveyor systems? Well, I, I think that there's a lot... Uh, to watch out for over the next few years. You know, we mentioned earlier that, um, you know, some customers are using these as temporary stop gaps, you know, while their permanent systems are installed. Some are turning to these out of pure necessity because of the supply chain issues. They can't get their system in installed uh, in the time that they need it. Something I'm really interested to see is how our customers that, um, how our customers use these systems um, when they are used to having fully custom, heavy-duty uh, conveyor systems, you know now they're installing these these modular systems, and it's going to cause them to look at their operations differently. So, how is that going to, or or will it change how they operate? Are they going to find that this works for them in certain scenarios, so they can, you know, change away from that more expensive, heavy-duty permanent system and use this modular system? For at least certain aspects of their operation, you know, going forward, um, or are they going to find that you know maybe the operational challenges are too great? So once supply chain gets a little bit back more into a normal, um, you know, normal lead times, normal constraints, you know, they they switch away from these systems and truly only use them from a surge or or a, or a peak standpoint. So um, you know, the engineer in me is, is excited to see. Um, how this all shakes out, how, how, um, how this works for, for those customers who are used to a more permanent custom solution. And I'm, I'm interested to find out if once the customers use these, will these, will it continue because they've seen how easily and low cost the systems are to help supply chain issues? 
Well, surges come every year. So they have um, almost everybody has a Christmas surge in their business. And so um, will they will they see these systems and now start having these um, available to move around? Um, I also think that because they're um, they're they're so easy to put together um, and there's so little engineering, I do think customers are going to um, want to have some of these options available for certain types of facilities. Yeah, I mean, Todd, this could change um, change how some uh, customers look at their design. You know, often customers will design for a peak uh, estimate a few years from now. But if, if they find success with these systems, they could kind of scale back what their, you know, permanent main system does, uh, knowing that they've got a very good kind of alternate that they can use um, and not be locked into it since it's so configurable and, and, and modular. Excellent, excellent points. And, and Meg, I, I don't want to wrap things up without um, talking a little bit about how maybe DCS can help consult and guide uh, customers to to know what system works best for them and, and um, yeah, what, what solution is going to fit their facility the best? Sure, Tyler. Um, I, I will say uh, there is an option for customers to go straight to an OEM for, for these systems. And if you've got a robust maintenance crew and, and electricians you trust and you know exactly what you need, th- that may be an option for some end users. Um, what we're finding, though, um, is that end users appreciate what an integrator can bring to the table. Um, we're, we're used to producing installation drawings. We're used to um, combining, you know, your spare parts list, not just for these conveyor pieces, but, you know, m- most most of the, the users that we're seeing use these modular systems maybe with a couple of other pieces of equipment that, that you know, that we can provide value in integrating with. So, um they are simple. They can be purchased, you know, like I said, from the OEM. But if you're looking to do any sort of integration, um, if you if you want design um, design tips, design advice, um, I would certainly recommend coming to an integrator uh, like like DCS. We've we've put several of these in over the past few years, you know, and um, it just helps having someone to know all of all of the uh, all of the items that you're going to need to make the project successful. And having done this, DCS has got the ability to um, understand how how to put these in fairly quickly, um, how to disassemble them, how to store them, and also um, can help you move them from facility to facility based on the each each facility's needs. Excellent, excellent stuff. Todd Jones and Meg Smith from DCS. Thank you both so much for joining me for this episode of On Time in Full and uh, sharing a little bit about your uh, your knowledge and expertise on uh, on modular conveyor systems. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, thank Tyler. you, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode of On Time in Full. As always, for more information, you can head to designconveyor.com to stay up to date with the latest from Design Conveyor Systems and get more information. You can also probably reach out there on the website as well to get in touch with experts like uh, like Meg and Todd if you have questions, if you would like to learn more. And stay tuned. We're going to be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for this episode, for my guests today, Meg and Todd, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.